0: now. Young people across the African continent have gone into this exciting space of wanting to know more about themselves, their culture, their heritage, and where they come from. Men are still content with what they learnt in a classroom setup while others are re-educating themselves through their own research, asking questions, linking back to their original sources of information, hence redefining themselves. <laughs> We have incredible African storytellers such as Senegalese, Adama Paris, South Africa's Trevor Steumann, Latuma Makosa, Zimbabwe's Nkanyesi Etumalunga, Khafeo Chikukwa, who have used their skills to capture their own understanding of being African and also used their abilities to preserve our culture and heritage as Zimbabweans and Africans. Just like these few mentioned individuals, Zimbabwe's Rudo Nondo, whom will be joining me in studio, has realized the importance of innovation into today's world and using that innovation to preserve one's culture and heritage. She'll be sharing more on that. So please, uh, don't you go anywhere. You are tuned into the Gilmore T-Vibe here on com. So... Every Friday at 1pm Central African time, I am joined by Zimbabwean voices who give you an insight on being Zimbabwean. My name is Gilmore T, the global citizen, and this is the Gilmore T vibe on Click Central. Let's talk Zim. Very excited and let's go straight into it. you welcome.
1: Thank you, Hi yes. Gilmore. Hello, uh, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's good
0: to have you on the show.
1: Oh, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, tell me a little bit about yourself, like where you come from, um, your dreams when you we're young woman, and uh, maybe when you were six years old, what were, what were you dreaming about? Uh, where where do you come from? Just tell me a bit about yourself.
1: Okay, so I come from Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Arare, Yeah, and I've actually. Been traveling and right now I'm settled in Bulawayo. All right. So it's weird to say where do I come from because everywhere I've been going, I'm actually leaving a part of my heart there. Okay. And <laughs> literally, you know, taking on all these countries. So I've just been um, to Swaziland, just mm-hmm. got back from there.
0: Wow. And I love Swaziland. It is so the nice most people.
1: amazing place, most beautiful country that I've actually visited so I, far.
0: I would actually concur with that. <laughs> I've been to Swaziland (laughs) (laughs) And it's like one of my favorite places in Africa I love the people Incredible
1: Exactly So you you know You can just imagine So that is my I don't know Where I come from So Mm -hmm. I come from Africa But there's (laughs) literally a part of me Everywhere I go And even when I visit various places I actually find that they are also forming who I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe one day like you, I will be a global citizen. <laughs> I'm, already... <laughs>
0: I'm sure you are already a global citizen. You, you sound like a global citizen.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm already a global citizen. Yeah, so uh, that's a little bit about where I come from. Mm-hmm. I, oh gosh, when I was six. When I was six, I used to put towels over my head and imagine long hair and, you know, just drape myself okay. <laughs> in my mother's Chiting is, you know, like just drape them across and just think of these beautiful glamorous dresses. All right. Um, That was me at six years old. Life So you were
0: already a designer because she's a designer. Uh, So you were already a designer at six.
1: I would say that because I do also remember... Um At some point I must have been about 8 Where my mother Could not buy clothes for me Because mm-hmm. she'd buy things And I'd refuse to wear them mm-hmm. So I do have You know Memories of being 8 And her saying Right We're going to the shops together You choose I'm mm-hmm. tired of this So you show me What you need to wear Okay So the design gene Has always been Has always been in me mm-hmm. Life happened And I went to school And I studied law <laughs> You studied law Yes I did
0: And you finished the entire
1: And I finished pro- Program. the entire program can you
0: imagine no but then at the same time I, I don't know maybe it's, uh, I don't look at life as a coincidence I always look at everything that we do as uh, we're supposed to go through that exactly. so obviously as someone who's running their own business as a fashion designer as a designer as a creative um in some way, you deal with contracts, you deal with legal stuff, so you're always aware of these things. And when someone comes to you, they think you're just this damn creative, and they're short of the amount of information you know.
1: This is the thing, right? So you are right. It did play a big part, but I had to be honest with myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And after a couple of years of like proper soul searching, I actually mm-hmm. just decided to go straight into design. Mm-hmm. Um, much too many people's disappointment and shock. I was like, you know what, screw this, I'm wow. <laughs> doing it. What I have to do to get to, you know, where I need to go to. Mm-hmm. And I actually started the design journey with $140.
0: Really? Quit my
1: job, yeah. Literally went on leave, had $140 in my bank account. Mm-hmm. And just didn't go back to work.
0: Wow And
1: with that invested, you know, in the first bits of material (laughs) And boom, here we are five years later
0: Wow, wow, wow Um,
1: Along the journey, I've actually then discovered my love for the community
0: Yeah
1: And my love for the people that we just don't honor in the community And these Mm -hmm. are the women that are behind the scenes, working, yeah, holding yeah. their house together, you know, just making making life happen for their family.
0: Do you know what's funny? I just had a conversation yesterday uh with a fellow and we're talking about um how sometimes we we actually don't acknowledge people around us. Yeah. Um I was wearing this necklace from the Lupane women right. and uh, they made it's made from Ilala which is a grass. Yeah. And um so I was just saying to them, you know how sometimes we just forget uh, the role these women these artisans play in our community and just those people in the background they say yeah. uh, we want the ones in the forefront to be the glitz and the glam but there's yeah. so much work that is put for this thing to happen um, exactly. and talking about that I would like to hear more of what does innovation mean to you
1: um, so innovation is for me it's creating new things right yeah. so what I found but
0: do we ever create new things
1: Yes, we do. Um, I know there's all these words like reinventing the wheel and whatnot, uh-huh. but I actually believe that we do. So what we have is literally an innate skill. We have a skill that is found within us. Okay. Where our innovation comes is, I've just shown you, you know, a couple of placements.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And
1: you've just seen some of the baskets mm-hmm. that I've been working with. Mm-hmm. And where innovation comes is using that same technique, but to make a new product. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you'll find just with the last piece that I made with the artisans in Swaziland, Mm -hmm. we made what is called the Wheel of Life. And in the Wheel of Life, it's a mixture of mild steel, cow horn, aluminium steel, Mm -hmm. and... Cowbone as well, mm-hmm. and where you find the innovation is they've used the exact same technique that they use in their plating of table yes, masks. Yes, yes, but then when you see the piece that has been produced mm-hmm. is basically a wall piece right it's mm-hmm. a standalone piece for the home. Mm-hmm. Another example I'll give you is I'm sure you've heard of you know sisal weaving again, mm-hmm. a form of weaving mm-hmm. that we use for basketry. Locally here in Zimbabwe, and I've yep. also seen the same technique in Swaziland. Yeah. What we used, what we did with that same technique was actually make a laundry basket, which actually transforms and doubles up as a stool as well.
0: Yes, I, I'm seeing. You know what, guys? I'm actually going to share these pictures on uh, social media as the show is running. Um, but before you go. I like what's written about the Wheel of Life, which I'll share a picture of it. It says each element in this piece represents a part of the lives of the women. This exceptional group of women shows strength and they have the ability to carry heavy laws and yet remain resi- resilient in the face of their troubles. Many mothers have passed on the skill to their daughters who have further passed on their skill to their daughters weaving comes as second nature to them they weave into the bright future and hope that their children will one day be successful and freed of economic burdens amazing
1: exactly so this this is just a little bit of you know just a snippet of these ladies lives and the same resonates with the ladies that I was working with um, locally as well here Mm -hmm. in Zimbabwe yeah in Matabele land. Mm-hmm. and it 's the same concept right where you go into a community, and these ladies are weaving the most beautiful baskets, mm. but they're not aware that they can actually make a living yep. from the work that they 're doing, but I think it also partly is our fault as well, because these are the same baskets that you will see, mm-hmm. and you will barter your way down mm-hmm. to the point where You know, they're selling something worth about $100 and you've managed to barter it down to $10 and they don't know. Yeah. So I find that the fault is also lying with us in that we are now undervaluing the work that these ladies are making. That's at the
0: same time undervaluing ourselves. Exactly. Because someone else can come and do the same thing that you're doing when you go to the artisans and you buy something for a exactly. dollar, instead of buying for five dollars. And uh, so at the same time we're undermining ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. So we're
1: undermining ourselves, we're undermining our tradition, we're undermining the people that are actually spending time mm-hmm. to make these products. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think innovation is not only in product design but I think we also need innovation in the way that we think. We yeah. We now need to start thinking beyond what we've been taught and actually start looking into why we are buying things
0: yes and the things <laughs> that we are buying mm.
1: so yeah that's a little bit uh, that's a lot <laughs> a little um, bit a lot about myself
0: <laughs> yeah and um you know coming from Zimbabwe especially in the metropolitan region there's a lot of uh there's, there's this richness of culture yeah. this richness of tradition and uh the way things have been done um in your own definition, what does preservation mean to you?
1: Um, for me, preservation is ensuring that the skills do not die with the current generation. Alright. So, I'm actually not from Metabela land, mm-hmm. But what I've actually seen as the years have gone by, because my grandparents lived and worked in Metabela land for yes. a while, yeah. they actually have baskets and... Mm-hmm. They have baskets and trays mm-hmm. that they bought in this region that mm. are older than me,
0: mm. but are but still, still there. there, yeah.
1: That are still there, still beautiful, rich in everything. Color is still intact. Mm. So, for me, preservation is just ensuring that these things do not die. Yeah, some of these skills and some of you know these designs I've actually seen in my journey Mm -hmm. with the artisans yeah Mm -hmm. but sadly we've actually lost quite a lot of them I'll give you two examples also based locally Mm -hmm. the one is a community center Mm. um, that I visited and they are one in two in the country Mm. that still have hand looms for weaving fabric really yeah and just going in and asking them just a little bit more, you know, about the weaving processes and asking how many people are left that can still, you know, use these looms. Fair? Sadly, I was told there's only one lady in this entire region.
0: So what what happens if she passes on?
1: That is my question.
0: But is she also so, sort of like doing some uh, work in terms of... um Passing on that knowledge to people That
1: again is my question And that's what I was asking Who are we passing these things on to And mm. I was like You know what I understand that there's one person And it's fine for one person To pass it on to another one mm-hmm. But again for me It's not sitting well Yeah Especially yeah. that we have what 20 looms. Mm. Preserving culture Is making sure that All of those things Are fully utilized
0: Okay all Because right. the all moment
1: right. That woman dies
0: mm. Or the person that's That it. she's training dies. That's, that's it, it. Yeah
1: and we have lost something again. When I was looking at some of the work that they had made, reminds me a lot about my grandmother's house, mm-hmm. and a lot of the products that she bought that were hand woven. You know, the what you call them, the chair covers yes. um, that yes. were embroidered. My grand does a lot of that. Do you see? But yeah. well, then they they're within that generation, right? Mm-hmm. And we've kind of skipped a generation. We are almost, you know, looking at it and appreciating it. But the sad reality is, as these women are dying, these traditions and these crafts are They're also dying. dying along with them. Um, another example is my grandmother, who also used to crochet. Mm-hmm. She had a stroke and now cannot use her hand. Wow. But she Damn. had a stroke before she could pass on the tradition and the craft the to person. me. Uh-huh. So now when I even ask her how to do this, she tells me I can't. So th- Because my hand is no longer working.
0: So do you think it's like an African problem, or a Zimbabwean problem, where we actually, people are stingy, or do you think people are stingy with their skills that they don't want to pass them on to the next generation?
1: I think it's two-way, hey? Um, there's people that are stingy,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: <laughs> will not pass on the skill, and it's a very African thing. It's like witchcraft, honestly. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs>
1: Where you want something, right? And you want to maximize on that and you want to be the only person that knows how to do But then
0: it. that doesn't help.
1: That you're not going to pass it on. That's why I say it's like witchcraft. Uh. Whereas, on the other hand, um, when I look at... The ones that are willing to pass it on. Mm -hmm. It took me twenty-eight years. Gosh, now I'm giving my age away. But twenty-eight years.
0: (laughs) Wow, she did. Wow, almost say something. (laughs) But anyway.
1: (laughs) You see, it took me twenty-eight years to get back to my grandmother to say, "Listen, these things that you were trying to teach me when I was a child, Mm -hmm. can you teach me now? Mm. But it's too late." Mm. So. It's two-way, right? Mm-hmm. What I think we need to do, and this is part of the work that I'm doing now, is we need to get this up and going again. Mm. We have to pass on these skills, especially through our community centers. And that is also the work that I'm trying to do with the artisans now, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where I'm um, in the communities, and I'm saying to them, right, let's get the best artisans to come out. Yeah. Can the best teach the ones that are not so strong? Mm-hmm. And then can we teach everyone else in between, Mm -hmm. including your children and your grandchildren? Mm -hmm. You'll find the group in Swaziland, they have managed to preserve their skill. Yes. They've been weaving for 25 years or so. But in the one group that I was working with, Mm -hmm. there were three generations.
0: Wow, in that's that incredible! Room. Yeah, that's beautiful. So
1: that craft is not going to die. Hmm. So if in Zimbabwe you're not clever and jacked up and start getting onto this immediately, we're gonna lose.
0: For for those that maybe uh, I I don't think we spoke about what you're currently doing because you okay. told us what you're studying. So I'm thinking everyone is just listening like, okay, what are they talking about? Um, tell me what you're doing now. How do you define what you do now?
1: Okay, so what I'm doing now is I'm actually merging fashion design and product design and development. All right. Uh, so I work in fashion design and I still design some clothing pieces, but I've actually been investing a lot of my time and uh, a lot of money in preserving crafts within local communities. Okay. And what has spread this on is basically what we've been talking about, is when mm. I actually realized that a lot of our crafts are dying with our grandmothers.
0: Yes. They're all dying, they're just going.
1: Exactly. They're all going like that. And that we can't afford. So I actually took time out, um time out of my day to day and mm. I've been working within communities for the past year. Wow. Yeah.
0: So it's been a year.
1: It's been a year. A yeah. year of Community Rural Living. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: no, which, is an, which is an interesting thing, but um, I think we're going to take a commercial break. Uh, so for you that are listening at home, um, how important is innovation and uh, preservation to you? And how do you guys link those two together? I'd love to hear from you. So please get a hold of us on our social media platforms. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at T W E and the station at cliffcentral.com and also use the hashtag GTEEVibe. We'll be, we'll be back soon after these messages.
1: The soil Decomposing the keys of pianos and guitars We are reaping what the tapping of feet have sown. As we float out from the blows of trumpets And bounce from the strums of cellos Moving through
0: sounds in which music was found Rooted in the belly (laughs) and uh, welcome back So I still have Rudo, a fashion designer A community developer, I think A facilitator, uh, an artisan uh, um, Developer, but maybe for Those of you that don't get this Jargon, what is an artisan? Because some people might be listening and they have no idea What an artisan is (laughs) Oh, you also don't know what an artisan is. (laughs) Maybe I can give an example. I
1: I, I know what an artisan is. How do I put this in word? Okay, so basically artisan craft is one of a kind. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: it's bespoke craft. And artisan craft is craft that is made by hand. Okay. So you'll find with artisan pieces as well, Mm -hmm. not one looks the same. Mm. So you may order a hundred of the same products, but Mm. they will have a couple of... What the ordinary user will call glitches. Yes. To us, they are beauty. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. everything. They're not called made,
0: rejects. They're exactly. Glitches.
1: Exactly. You no. know, just to you, they are glitches. Mm-hmm. To us, it's a piece of art.
0: All right. All right. So
1: artisan craft is basically bespoke, handmade products, mm. and all artisan products are actually handmade. Mm. There's no machinery. It's all handmade and now we're actually using sustainable craft as well. Yes. So sustainability is just ensuring that the products that we're using, or sorry, the materials that we're using Mm -hmm. are sourced locally Mm. and they're sourced naturally. Mm. So with the artisans that I've been working with, we've been making like wooden buttons for clothes.
0: All right. That's an artisan. (laughs) <laughs> and even your grandmother, when she does crochet, exactly. uh, the bead making, the developed beads making, uh, like, uh, Esther, Coco yeah. Esther, that's an artisan. Those that also do table mats, are made from grass, yeah. that's an artisan, uh, when you, you know, anything that is handcrafted, anything
1: that's, handcrafted that's an
0: artisan. And yeah. that's what, um, Rudo is, uh, is involved in at the moment. So she's sort of like merging her own, uh, fashion designing and also trying to create this linkage right yeah between our uh, handcrafted things that most of us we don't look at as anything we just think no you just made it by your hand so you should set it for a exactly.
1: dollar uh, for
0: two dollars so she's uh, creating that linkage between the two right
1: and just to also say you know and i'm glad you brought that up about oh you know it was made by hand. Yeah. let's just pay a dollar I actually made a hat. Um, I designed a hat that one of the artisans made here in uh, Land. Mm -hmm. It took her two weeks. Mm. Two weeks to make that hat by hand. Wow. There's no way we can sell that hat for a dollar.
0: No. This is two (laughs) weeks out of
1: her life. Uh Uh-huh. In between taking care of our household, in between going and harvesting, Mm -hmm. in between being a mother. Mm. It took her two weeks to make her hat by hand. Wow. There's no way.
0: And when people... That's the thing. I think people also need to understand... Because when we start valuing our own people... If you see that baby sitting by the corner... Making her crochet mats... Mm-hmm. Making her those beaded neck pieces and earrings... We also need to value them in their time and then we need to be able to pay for that because at the same time they're also uh promoting some sustainability in the community exactly and they're also trying to sustain themselves like some livelihood per se
1: and not only that but you know i was then looking at if i was working in a large company or a large manufacturing company i'd Mm. have my health insurance paid for Yeah, yeah the more you use your hands yes Can you imagine what you're doing? You're also taking away from your hands. These Mm. hands are not going to be soft. You know, they won't. These hands are bearing the production process, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. You then have your arthritis, your Mm. eye, Mm -hmm. you're straining your eyes. There's Mm -hmm. so many things Mm. that are coming into this into the mix of this product Mm -hmm. that you're going to have on display in your house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this is where also the storytelling comes in. Yes. So that when you see these products, it's not only the product, but it's the person behind the product and understanding who they are.
0: Yes. And what
1: they are going through Mm -hmm.
0: And valuing that by also paying adequate money When you are purchasing the thing
1: Exactly Mm -hmm. And to add on to that as well When you talk to a lot of the ladies And you ask them Why are you doing the things that you are doing Number one story I kid you not Is to send our children to school Wow These women have a vision Mm -hmm. For their children Not Mm -hmm. just to send their children to school but so that their children become doctors and lawyers,
0: and they sustain themselves, and too. that
1: their children can sustain themselves, it's mm. not about the women. Wow! It's about their children.
0: But how selfless is that? Exactly. How selfless is that? Um, Earlier, you say that um, now you go back years later to your granny, and you want her to uh, teach you things that you used to think they're not that important. Uh, do you think young people nowadays are naive in terms of knowing where they come from and valuing things that make up who they are?
1: Um, pre Wakanda, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, no, no. <laughs> pre Wakanda, I don't think anyone really cared per se. Okay. After Marvel made this amazing movie, now everyone is like, "Right, where are we from? What are we doing?" Yeah. And but it it's really still a sad. beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, but then it's really sad that you know it had to take one blockbuster for everyone like to, Hollywood. Get, exactly, you know, <laughs> to get back to trying to figure out who they are and where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. To be perfectly honest, we can do a whole lot more. Be- you know, we can do a whole lot more
0: yeah, yeah. in terms Obviously. of
1: teaching the next generation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am seeing a generation that is coming after me mm. who cannot even speak Sean.
0: Yeah, that's sad. And
1: that's sad. So, uh-huh.
0: you know, we're talking about craft in making things. How about yeah. preserving our own languages? You also speak Shona.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I hardly speak it in I'm even ashamed of myself now. Because there's someone who asks me, Where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from Zimbabwe. Like, really? I'm like, Yes, I am from here. So, I think also I have a lot to. Maybe I'm also being naive. And I need to start uh, being aware of myself
1: What we need to do, right Is, and I know I just use language But there's a lot of things that we are now Starting to dilute mm. So we're diluting, fine, we're diluting language We're diluting even food mm. To the point where You won't eat you know, what you used to eat before because that's not cool anymore. It's I'm all about, wash. you know, the, yeah, the sushi and the <laughs> And I must admit I am, you know, one of those. <laughs> but when it comes to, when it comes down to it, mm. another thing that, you know, I am glad that I was able to catch on mm-hmm. from my grandmother, was just even traditional food and how to make traditional food. Yeah,
0: yeah, And
1: knowing that some of these ailments, I'm telling you, can either be healed, can either be um, healed, yeah, by a leaf, you know, a covenant, Exactly. Or tree bark that you can put in porridge uh-huh. to make you stronger. So we have a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. We hopefully are getting there. And I'm just hoping as well through art and through craft Mm. that people start to ask more questions.
0: Yeah, we need to. So do you think maybe modernization has come with these advantages and disadvantages in terms of eradicating what we should be preserving?
1: I would say so. I would say...
0: Cause like now, you, you spoke about, uh, how you can simply get a leaf, or there's this thing called ishak I don't know what you call it in English, or it's shona, but it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a root that you put in water, uh-huh. it stays in water maybe for about two hours, and you drink that liquid. Do you know nowadays young people won't even drink that, because it heals your stomach, your yeah. headaches and things like that. It's very bitter, but then it does a lot of work, but then young people want look at that as anything, it, it's squash per se, or it's low standard. It's, it's below low standard, but it's something that can help, can heal you, that our mothers and grandmothers used, used to use anyway.
1: I know, I totally understand, because I remember growing up, um my grandmother, there's this tree bark, it's called toran, and she used to take it, mm-hmm. and she used to grind it. Mm-hmm. It was in your porridge, in your tea, in anything Everything. she could put that thing in, right? Uh-huh. It was there. If you went with just the slightest sniffle or cough, she'd be like, right, (laughs) get that Yeah, yeah. And I remember every morning um, we used to have that Mm -hmm. in our porridge. And we were strong. We were pretty strong kids.
0: So are we we being ignorant as today's youth or as today's families in the African community? I think we're just
1: throwing away, tossing a whole lot of things out. Okay. And I understand that we're all living in a global village, but then what I have been... What I have been happy to see in some of the countries that I've traveled in is that they're still preserving their culture.
0: Yeah, they are. They are. So
1: coming back to Zimbabwe and I'm like, where are we getting it wrong?
0: Maybe it's the British. <laughs> they colonised us and they took everything, even our minds. We don't think straight anymore. Even when we go, I, there's a time when I tweeted saying that, um, you know, it's so sad when you go, you, you watch these Zimbabwean events and you see everyone looking like Queen Elizabeth, dressed like they're going to the British Parliament. What has happened to us? Uh, what happened to our education? What are we being educated about? Um, are we being educated about ourselves or about other things that we have lost ourselves?
1: But the thing is, I can't even blame the British. Because okay. I've been to British colonies. I've got... Well, old British colonies, right? uh-huh. I've got beautiful beaded pieces from Kenya.
0: Okay, okay.
1: And just, you know, example in Swaziland where I would walk and everyone was wearing their traditional dress. Mm. Um, and I remember the one time I was actually asking, is there a special occasion? Why? <laughs> you know? And they were like, "No, this is our traditional dress. We can yeah. either wear it or not wear it. It's up to us." Come to Zimbabwe, like you're saying, and you're asking what is your traditional dress? I will go and pull up some fabric from the DRC, which was I mean, originating from Holland, and then I'll wear that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go and pick up Zulu beads because they're so close to home, but not be, quite. Yes, you yes. know, it's a hot mess. Wow. (laughs) It's a hot mess. We are a hot mess. Like we need to figure ourselves out. Mm -hmm. And I do take pride in seeing, I've seen a couple, just you know, a couple of my peers and colleagues Mm -hmm. from Matabele Land that are still holding on. But Mm. they're also holding on to Zulu tradition. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the closest that they have to hold on to.
0: But you need to to remember that the the Ndebelers were chased out of the Zulu land. So there's a part of some similarities (laughs) (laughs) in terms of dressing, in terms of culture and practice. Even in school, we learn it's Zulu.
1: No, it's true, right? Mm. There is still that. But then we are Zimbabwean. Mm. And I do not dismiss any of that. If you even want to try and dissect and dilute me, yeah. my grandmother was from Swaziland. My grandfather um, was from Mashingo. My grandmother is like, yeah, I'm just yeah, a little yeah, bit of, yeah, everything, of everything, you know what yeah. I mean? So I can go and take, but all I'm saying is that if as were called to dress as Zimbabweans I'm sure it's chaotic (laughs) where they've said okay can you now put on your traditional dress Mm -hmm. and everyone comes out like you know fully dressed and we're just like sorry can I borrow we can identify identify ourselves can I borrow that piece from Ghana and then put that on there from my travels and then I pick that up you know when I was at Mm. Uratambu and Mm. then you come out and you're like this is who I am
0: you look like a Christmas (laughs) tree of cultures Um,
1: of cultures yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And then you really sit down and you're like, okay, so what is your traditional food? And then you just whip out your satsa and your vegetables and your beef, and you're like, this is it. It uh, is not it.
0: But there's so much more. There's, there's so, so much, much more. Just
1: even as I've been working with the ladies um, just here in Metabela Land, mm-hmm. the fruit that they eat—that's traditional fruit. Mm-hmm. There's a lady that was making jam from majodos. Oh, nice. Yes, and she used to call it Majoro Jam, and I used to call it Majoro Jam, you know. (laughs) Because that was it, and it's not strawberry jam. She's Mm -hmm. using something that is locally cultivated Mm -hmm. and that she grew up Mm -hmm. eating. Mm -hmm. That is what she's using for her jam. Mm-hmm. Just even now, when you look at the dyeing process as well, yes, we are not buying dyes from here, there, and everywhere. Mm. We are using like aloe root. Yes, we're va- using
0: that. We're using that. And, and Mnye, I don't know what me is called. Me leaves.
1: No, I'm not sure what that is.
0: They use like the leaves. They 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 grind them and then they get the liquid and they die cause... You see,
1: so those are just various various ways of also just you know preserving tradition. Mm-hmm. It is all sustainable. We're not ruining the environment or hurting the environment. You're yep. literally using things that you see around you. Yeah. And that is what I love as well about artisan craft and working with the ladies mm-hmm. in the rural areas mm-hmm. because none of this stuff is diluted. Mm-hmm. It's when we now bring it to town
0: and then we dilute it. Ah, that's
1: where <laughs> <missing it>. well, <laughs> all the thing is. But mean? talking about the concept, including how to make it, we then outsource it to China and it's Ah, like, and cool. then
0: it comes, everything uh, is over. lost. Yeah. You know? So tell me um, about uh, your work. How do you then um, link the innovation and preservation. You personally, how are you doing that?
1: I'm doing it through storytelling. All right. Which is
0: like a huge African thing, storytelling. Exactly.
1: And that is actually pivotal as well, just in the way that I've been training and facilitating the training with Mm -hmm. the ladies. Yes. Is I've actually found out that the best way for the ladies to open up and to be authentic designers, Mm -hmm. because, you know, they're not just manufacturers, they're also designers. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I've been doing with that is storytelling. And as they've been telling the stories, mm-hmm. they've been opening up. And as they're opening up, you'll actually find their design process starts to expand. Mm-hmm. So for me, storytelling has been pivotal. I've also been linking the two
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, with modern techniques like vision boarding. All right. Where, again, we're drawing from... We're drawing from what we have around us We're drawing from what you see every day mm-hmm. Landscape, bark, horn, bone Yes, yeah, yeah And looking at products that are, you know In house and home and all the trendy magazines mm. And then putting those together. So even when I've been storytelling with the ladies, Mm -hmm. what we do is we take the modern magazines Mm -hmm. to the communities. And then
0: they also go through that. And then
1: from that, they actually go through the whole mood boarding and vision boarding exercise. So they
0: get them to translate it in their own. So then they get to translate it. And
1: then what I then also say um, is we then go out and we pick up things from the local environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you'll find um, with this recent piece that I've just worked on with. The ladies are going rural, the My bread and my load Is why there was so much cow Born and Mm. bone Is because the ladies Are also very wealthy Mm. In that the money that they make They've been able to invest In buying cows And this is usually something that lies with The men right Mm -hmm. But this is a group (laughs) of women That are now proud cow owners And For us, just translating and using those aspects into the innovative design Mm. is bringing back a part of that tradition.
0: Exactly. exactly. So in the
1: piece, they are never lost. Mm. In the shapes, they are never lost. Mm. Same thing with the ladies in Matopos. In the pieces... They are not lost mm-hmm. You'll find um, Just you know I was chatting to The ladies at Lupani Binga yes, yes, yes And Zilikazi, These are some of the main Centres that we have here mm. That work with artisans They do not copy Each other's designs
0: They're all unique In their they own are way They're all
1: unique So yeah. you'll find that The Binga design Is innovative right Different mm-hmm. shapes and sizes mm-hmm. But it's got the Different colours So the browns mm-hmm. You then try and take That design to Muzilikazi. They, they will not repeat it No they won't Because they tell me that brown is a sign for being there. If yeah, you want yeah. it's natural yeah. You come to us You then take it to Lupani Lupani will say no Those gods uh-huh. are traditionally
0: From this place Isn't it beautiful how you can just tell your story Through your exactly. the, I mean your outfits or things like that It's through colour for example Because exactly. there certain colours that are associated with a certain tribe Or certain group of yeah. people So where are we losing it as young people then? Like, don't we you know enough about this? Like, how we can take colors that represent us as Zimbabweans or as Ndebele or as Sona, as Donga, and we tell our stories without opening our mouths?
1: To be honest, I, you know, as young people, what I think we need to do It's not that are we are losing it, but what we need to do is appreciate the people that we have around us, the We'd traditional storytellers. Mm. So we try and run away from these guys and we follow Instagram stories and Facebook stories which honestly, you know, have nothing to do with who we are. Mm. Where we need to take it back as young people and where I encourage us and I'm just saying like this is a journey that I've been walking for a year mm-hmm. and I am so knee deep in the middle of like basket life and grass life and mm. You know, just working with the ladies. But it's something that I chose to do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky enough to still have both of my grandparents. They're still alive. Well over 90. Mm -hmm. And I am now appreciating their stories and Mm -hmm. their life. Mm -hmm. Just even when I first moved to Bulawayo and how I started my storytelling process. Mm -hmm. Is my father grew up in Bulawayo. Oh, nice. And I remember... We had
0: an event at Popoma, You grew up in Popoma. Isn't this weird? I, I was born and raised in Mubara, and then I grew up in Popoma. <laughs>
1: really?
0: Yeah. My grandparents' <laughs> house is in Popoma. I grew up there, and I was going to school in the um, you know your nice schools. But I was, I was coming from performance. So weird. <laughs> the
1: strangest thing is, you know, my dad happened to send me a message. And he was like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm in this hall in Popoma. And he mm-hmm. was like, I used to go to Popoma Boys. It was the boys hall mm-hmm. straight after school. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I literally tracked down And he told me He was like You know Just go down the street That's where you're going to see Your grandfather's house Oh wow I walked down there My grandfather's house Was still there Intact Mm -hmm. Still same colors Everything is exactly the same Wow And this is me Talking to my dad On the phone And then my dad is like Right now You look across the road Mm -hmm. You're going to see The city council
0: Yeah My grandfather
1: used to work At the city council
0: that, that's literally near where I used to stay Do From my grandparents' you place
1: Kimmy, this is a story <laughs> coming together, right? And I was like, are you kidding me? And then he was like, yeah, so you started mapping and saying I used to go to school mm-hmm. Then from school, we used to go to the library mm-hmm. Then from library, we used to go to the boys' hall. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. of these things still exist
0: and they're still there.
1: But what was actually driving me in this whole story is that now I could understand something that I didn't know exactly. about my father. Exactly. Before. Yeah. And now I have the pictures. I have. I have it in my memory. I have it in my phone. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it just did something as well for our connection, right? Like, yeah. oh my God, it's like you finally get it and you finally exactly. understand. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, you know, those are we never used to walk with shoes. No, this is a real story where I can see that this man grew up in exactly. this area. But how, how this is do, how we lived. Yeah. Oh, I can relate.
0: So, but then, that's the thing. So, how are we... Do we, as a people living in this modernized world, take time to get to understand this, where we're coming from, where our parents are coming from? But oh, we're busy on our phones.
1: I think a lot of the time we're busy on our phones. And <laughs> I hate to say this because I haven't done my research. So all of you guys out in the cyber world, <laughs> don't come at me. But I haven't done my research on this. But what I've seen is that for you to get that information, mm-hmm. you have to go out and get it.
0: You need to get it, yeah. You, you can't sit. It.
1: For just even traditionally, I bake as well. Something mm-hmm. that I was taught from when I was about five years old. I used nice. to bake with my grandmother. Nice. I saw her doing it. We did it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 10 years ago, she gave me all of her recipe books mm-hmm. intact. And mm-hmm. she was like, these are yours. You continue. Mm-hmm. But it's because I went out. I wasn't out playing in the streets. Mm. That is the one thing that I latched onto real quick. I love cake. Mm. Let me learn how to make my cake. Yeah, And we used to do it every Sunday. Mm. I used to do it with my aunt every Friday. But every holiday that I'll be with my grandmother, she'd be teaching me how to bake. Nice. Where I lost it, and the one thing that I do regret, is that I didn't ask her to teach me some other handcrafts. Mm. She gave me a sewing machine when I was nine. She also saw mm. what I didn't see in myself when I was nine. And she gave me a sewing machine which she bought, which my grandfather bought for in 1952. Oh, Receipt what? is still there, intact. <laughs> That was a wedding present. When I was five years old, she was like, This I am passing on to you.
0: Oh, that's it.
1: So, I pray you
0: still have the the machine. Oh, no,
1: no, the machine is still there. It's untouched. Like, I don't even know where to put it or what to do. I can't even use it because I'm like, It means that much to me. Mm -hmm. But this is an example of someone passing down a craft and not forcefully passing it down.
0: Yeah, but willingly. A
1: couple of years later is when I then came in, when I started designing five years ago. My grandmother's like, "That's why I gave you the machine."
0: Because I could see because that. I could see yeah. it. Wow. But
1: I was just waiting for you to realize
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: what it is that you want to do.:
0: Incredible that's incredible but now I mean you have mentioned all this where do we find ourselves in this fast paced you know modernized world where do we find ourselves because at the end of it all we can never be like the British or the French yeah. you can only be South African you can only be Swati you can be uh, Soto you can be Zimbabwean yeah. where do we find ourselves how do we even find ourselves
1: do you know you find yourself where you want to find yourself okay It's a personal thing, right? Mm -hmm. So what I've now discovered... And my life is going a little bit slower than my peers because I've taken time. Yes. And I'm like, this is where... This is what I want to do. But in order to do it, I can't rush through it. Mm -hmm. And you lose out on a lot. Mm -hmm. You lose out on the money that you would get, let's say, if I was still a lawyer. Mm. You know, you see people have made it further and you, you know there are times where you're like hey, sh- this decision that i've made
0: yeah it's taking me there
1: <laughs> you know it's taking me there but it's mm-hmm. taking me there at a little bit of a slower yeah. pace than everyone else mm-hmm. so what i would say is where we find ourselves in this fast-paced world is where you want to put yourself
0: okay you can even That's run you can one.
1: run with them mm. Or you can take your own time and pace yourself and figure out exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And figuring that out is when all of these stories start to come together. Mm -hmm. So that at least one day when we now also have our children, we can tell them that, you know what, this is my life and this is how I chose to live it. Mm -hmm. And I chose to live it because of the following. And when they then want to track, Mm -hmm. they can then follow the route.
0: But isn't isn't this beautiful? Because earlier I said that very few of us choose to um use the classroom education that we have and we, we move yeah. on with those and then others choose to re-educate themselves and what you're saying to me right now is exactly re-educating yourself because yeah. you you chose your own path, and then you said I'm going to find my own ways yeah. of doing things, that's re-educating yourself while everybody else takes the route that's already been there. It's like a path that's already there. And you're just following with that.
1: And also on the topic of re-education, I have not gone through formal education for design or... But it's beautiful
0: when you're learning stuff every day.
1: (laughs) I have learned everything on the ground. Mm. I have had some... Epic, kids.
0: <laughs>
1: I've had some misses. Where, honestly, I just wish I could have dug a hole and just buried myself. soul. Yeah, I, yeah I know. And I've and been there before. <laughs> so this is the thing as well, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're re-educating yourself to anyone out there that does want to do it, you have to do it at your own pace.
0: Yeah, you need to. You need and to, Definitely.
1: Just like anything else, like learning how to walk, you might fall a couple of times, Mm. but by the time you know how to do it, Mm. you'll be running before you know it. You'll be stronger. So this is, yeah, this has been the journey. Mm -hmm. So don't even think that, oh, you know, to go into artisan design, I need to go to like some premium university. Yeah, yeah. You can learn things on the ground.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the ladies that I am now empowering to teach others, mm-hmm. best believe they're empowering me because they're teaching me as well.
0: Exactly. So it's passing so on the, the knowledge at the same they're time. They're passing
1: on the knowledge. And what we're doing is we're passing on the knowledge two-way. Mm. I bring in the innovation, the yes, modern aesthetic, yes,
0: yes, yes. you
1: know, what I've seen as I've traveled, what I think mm. the foreign clients would like. That's What I bring in, but Uh what they are teaching me is far beyond what I I am giving them because Mm -hmm. they're giving me skills that, to the point that I die, Uh they're going to be in me exactly because they're in my
0: hands. It's funny because you just shut it it down because I was gonna ask that, (laughs) and then you just say that, and I think it's beautiful. We should never take. Uh, advantage or just ignore those people that have lived before us because yeah. by going to them having a conversation with them we're going to learn how they did their things how they can they can also pass some things to you exactly. and that culture still goes on because we we're living in a space where we need to be able to find something that defines who we are yeah. something that identifies with us as, as a people and uh the African continent needs to wake up faster because is looking in the, into the African continent for inspiration, yeah. but we are not looking at ourselves for inspiration.
1: Yeah. And we need, to. Like, we need this, to, this is the time like movies or no movies, guys. If we don't do it, mm-hmm. the Chinese will always do it. A great man, <laughs> so the Chinese are going to come and do it for us. Mm. So, we need to take ownership, we need to take ownership of our tradition, of our culture. We need to take ownership of our skills. Mm
0: -hmm,
1: And let's just go and get the world. All the resources that we need are right here. Every single thing that we need is right here before
0: us. Wow. So we need to take ownership of ourselves and ownership of our craft. So Rude is not going anywhere. She'll be with me because we're going to have a little chat after this. So don't you go anywhere. Please engage with us on our social media platforms. Uh, I am at Gilmore T-E-E and the station is at Com And the hashtag is G-T-E-E Vibe. Stay tuned and hear more from Zimbabwe. Welcome back. So we actually have to close the show, and it's exciting that you're here. And uh, we're going to do this together. We had a we had a chat before we actually started the program, and we're talking about how it's ridiculous that racism is still existing. Yeah. So this may be just off topic, um, but how racism is still very much. uh existing in Zimbabwe especially in Bulaway where I come from mm. I see things happening and uh I used to work for an organization um which I won't mention um and then when I was at I was working there a lot of people the white people uh, that I used to deal with they they would talk to me because I worked for that organize, organization they would talk to me because of my affiliation but then later on I realized that uh, their conversation with me was not based on the fact that they respect me as an individual but it was because I was associated with something that sort of like Benefited them, and you have experienced it before in Bravo and in Zimbabwe as a a whole.
1: I have, and do you know? I think what the saddest thing for me has been, but again, we definitely can do better, is that um, I've experienced racism, Mm -hmm. such as what you've just described, but then Mm -hmm. also racism within ourselves, within our tribes. Okay, and what I would say, um, especially. Just following on, and I know it's not really off topic because this also plays into what we've just been discussing. In Mm -hmm. order to preserve our African culture, we're going to learn to we're going to we're going to need to learn how to get along. Mm. And in that getting along, (laughs) again within the races and within the cultures and the tribes, we're actually going to build what is an absolutely amazing Zimbabwe that no one can infiltrate Mm -hmm. and penetrate. Mm -hmm. And it is sad that you still get the incidents like you know just what we were talking about before, but the one thing that keeps me going is just also realizing that this country is so beautiful. Yeah. And it would be so sad for us human beings
0: to not to get come along
1: and just mess it all up, you know, <laughs> as we do. As but we countries. have
0: messed up the country anyway. <laughs> as human beings, as human beings, we've messed up a lot of things. A lot of systems are not well put together. Um, a lot of, uh, I mean, just systems per se.
1: And, and again, you know, it's never too late. Mm-hmm. And I think this is now from experience, just in life and in business. Mm-hmm. When you mess up and you come back and fix it You Mm -hmm. will not repeat that same mistake Yes, of course Once bitten, twice shy (laughs) So what I believe is that even now As everyone is peering in and looking into Zimbabwe Mm -hmm. And just the African continent We need to heal within ourselves
0: Yeah, we need to Because the thing
1: is So long as we are all fighting and being racist And chucking each other out of restaurants and so forth
0: (laughs) And farms
1: Exactly The westerners (laughs) are going to come in and they are going to start taking all of these, these resources that we have before us. And we cannot even turn back and say, Oh, but where were they and why did they come? Yes. So what we need to do is realize what we have before us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Appreciate what we have before us. Appreciate each other.
0: Yeah, we need to. And
1: start to love one another and see beyond these lines, these lines, these borders that we have now created by ourselves. Yeah. They do not exist. Mm. Because one thing I told you, just even traveling through Africa, hospitality is the same.
0: It's the same, they yeah, it is, it is. the, the same.
1: same people. So no more borders, guys. No more. Are you, I,
0: I'm, okay, I'm, I'm not a fan of I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm sort of. I'm a believer of we need to realize that we are different. Yeah. And we need to embrace that we're different but at the same time we need to be able to respect the difference that the differences that we have. I'm a believer of that.
1: No I do understand in respecting differences, but you know that you can actually build you, you can build the greatest oh gosh, the word is just going to be on me. It's English it's, I was yeah, never I was it's never not like Sean <laughs> yeah. is speaking English <laughs> <laughs> But anyway. What we can do is basically we can build our own force. Mm-hmm. We can build on our strengths mm-hmm. as opposed to our weaknesses. So, you know, what we've done is that we destroy because of our differences. Mm. What we can do is bring all of those differences together mm. in order to form one massive strength.
0: Mm. That's a good that's a good approach.
1: That's no one approach. will be able to penetrate. I've been in situations where language barrier, food barrier, everything barrier. Yeah. And what I've just done is okay, this is me. And the ladies, they have been like, okay, this is who we are. Yes. We merge.
0: And yeah. And you see beautiful.
1: what we do. Yeah. The pieces that we have created, by setting aside those differences, nice. have been amazing. Mm-hmm. And that is just by respecting, yes, respecting each other's mm-hmm, face and boundary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then also understanding. Another thing that I've noticed as well, maybe this would help us in Africa. Mm-hmm. Working towards a common goal.
0: Yes, we need to have a common goal.
1: When you have a common goal, it doesn't matter where you're from, what you eat, what you look like, whether or not you buy, mm-hmm. You are going to go and you are going to do great wonders. Incredible. So we need to look beyond.
0: Incredible. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank this you. This has been an exciting. It's so fun. It's been fun. But listen, <laughs> uh, I, I'm thinking someone was listening to you and they're like, you know what? I'm interested in working with artisans. I'm interested in fashion design. Where do they, do they get a hold of you?
1: Okay, um, so you can get me on Instagram, shame after slating Instagram, but you can get me on Instagram on my own personal handle, which uh-huh. is at Trudo Nondo, mm-hmm. that is basically where you can follow the different journeys, and that's yes, where you yes. see fashion and product development, artists and mm-hmm. craft and mm-hmm. city living mm-hmm. merging together. Yep. To follow the fashion, you can actually follow me on Instagram at Anaya Fashion, and mm-hmm. And yeah, that's about where I am If not, you could always email Mm. uh, Through Gilmore You've got the details Or you can also find me on LinkedIn
0: Rudonondo R-U-D-O-N-O N-D-O Exactly. Just <laughs> think of Nando's without the O and without
1: the S. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nando's. <laughs> exactly. No, but thank you so much. Incredible time we had with you and, uh, I look forward to sharing also, as the show is running, I'm going to be sharing some of the uh, pictures of your works awesome. and, um if you want more information, please just go on all our social media platforms at GilmoreTWE on Twitter and I'll be posting some of her works and she is an incredible individual who has done a lot in using innovation and preserving who we are and where we come from. Thank you so much, Yoruba. Thank you,
1: Gilmore. Thank you, everybody.
0: <laughs> all right, and unfortunately, this is the end of the Gilmo T- Vibe. So again, join me next week, same time, same place, every Friday at 1 p.m. Central African time on Cliff Central. We will be there and you can live stream on W www.cleavcentral.com and get more information about Zimbabwe straight from the Zimbabwean voices without being twisted. My name is Gil T. The Global Citizen. Until next week, God bless and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Remember to party well, don't drink and drive, and do not have unsafe sex. Please. Cheers. Next week. Bye. <laughs> is cliffcentral.com.